节目。This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I'm John Van Trieste, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. Eight foreign students are set to become the first allowed into the country since COVID-19 border restrictions took effect four months ago. All 123 people believed to have come into contact with a Japanese COVID-19 patient test negative for the disease, and Taiwan receives a top ranking in the annual Trafficking in Persons report issued by the U.S. Department of State. But first, today's top story: Eight foreign students are set to arrive in Taiwan on Friday. Becoming the first allowed into the country since COVID-19 border restrictions took effect four months ago, the eight students come from Hong Kong and Macau. They are being admitted as part of a plan to let in foreign students from 11 countries and territories who are enrolled in Taiwanese universities. These 11 countries and territories are all places where experts say the risk of COVID-19 transmission is low to moderate. This list will be revised every two weeks to reflect changing conditions overseas. All arrivals will still have to stay in quarantine for 14 days. Currently, there are over 20,000 foreign degree students who are enrolled in Taiwanese universities and awaiting permission to return to Taiwan. Only 2,238 graduating students come from countries and territories that are on the approved list. All 123 people believed to have come into contact with a Japanese COVID-19 patient have tested negative for the disease. The Central Epidemic Command Center reported Wednesday that a Japanese student who was studying in Taiwan was recently diagnosed with COVID-19 after returning to Japan. While the Japanese woman was asymptomatic, all 123 people in Taiwan who had had recent contact with her were required to undergo testing for COVID-19. In order to clarify the possible source of infection, all 123 will also have to undergo serum antibody tests now scheduled for Monday. Taiwan has received a top ranking in the annual Trafficking in Persons report issued by the U.S. Department of State. This is the 11th consecutive year that Taiwan has been awarded a Tier One ranking. This means the country maintains the minimum standards for the elimination of human trafficking. Taiwan's Interior Ministry says that President Tsai Ing-wen helped establish a strong basis for fighting human trafficking in 2007 when she was still serving as Vice Premier. That year, she oversaw the institution of regular reports on the issue of human trafficking. The Interior Ministry says that since January last year, these reports have been used as a platform for drawing up measures to tackle human trafficking. These include a plan covering 2019 and 2020 that involves the participation of both government ministries and private groups. Despite giving Taiwan top marks for its efforts to fight human trafficking, the U.S. State Department report also says there are still areas in which Taiwan must improve. It says that Taiwan must do more to manage its fishing fleet, especially its deep sea fishing fleet, and take steps to find and protect exploited fishermen. It also said that Taiwan must intervene in the system of middlemen used to hire migrant workers. The Interior Ministry says progress in these areas can be tracked in Taiwan's own regular reports on human trafficking. The cabinet says it is preparing for the rollout of a voucher stimulus program meant to offset the economic impact of COVID-19. 
Under the program, vouchers worth 3,000 NT dollars or 100 US dollars will be available for a price of 1,000 NT dollars or 30 US dollars. The vouchers can be used at various stores, hotels, and tourist locations. The program will begin on July 15th, with an official website rolling out on July 20th. The vouchers will be available for pre-order beginning July 1st. They can be purchased through convenience stores, supermarkets, post offices, banks, online payment platforms, and an official website. The cabinet says that it is working with retailers on conducting stress tests to make sure server capacity can handle demand. The Taiwan Power Company says that an annular solar eclipse that took place June 21st reduced the country's solar energy output by 1.69 gigawatts. During the eclipse, the moon blocked out 99% of the sun in certain parts of Taiwan, while in other areas, the sun's visibility dipped by 95%. The power company says that weather conditions were cloudy on the day of the eclipse, contributing to the drop in output. It says that solar energy output sat at around 1.73 gigawatts right before the eclipse began, before dropping to a mere 42 megawatts during the peak of the eclipse. The company says this gap is equivalent to twice the output of the Tongxiao power plants, Taiwan's second-largest gas-fired plants. A Los Angeles County official thanked Taiwan on Thursday for a donation of 90,000 surgical face masks. Catherine Barger, a member of the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors, said that the donation was a symbol of the sibling-like relationship between Los Angeles County and Taiwan. Barger met with the head of the Taipei Economic and Cultural Office in Los Angeles, Abraham Zhu, to receive the donation. The surgical masks were delivered in 10 boxes, each with the words, Taiwan can help, printed on them. At a handover ceremony, Barger said that the Los Angeles County government can learn from Taiwan. Barger added that she would like to visit Taiwan after the pandemic. Barger then took to Facebook, posting pictures of her and Zhu with the caption, Thank you to the Republic of China, Taiwan, for generously donating 90,000 masks for the frontline workers in Los Angeles County. COVID-19 continues to see big events scaled back across Taiwan, and the annual dragon boat races are no exception. But scaled back doesn't mean cancelled. With the coronavirus under control in Taiwan, the races in Taipei are going ahead, and the rowers aren't letting the pandemic dampen the mood. At Taipei's Dajia Riverside Park, within sight of RTI Studios, 80 teams of rowers are assembled. They've been training for months now, and nothing, not the 36-degree weather or COVID-19, is going to ruin their big moment. The Dragon Boat Festival has arrived, and that means Taipei's annual Dragon Boat races are on. All through Thursday and Friday, the rowers race each other and the clock along a stretch of the Keelung River. To be clear, COVID-19 is a concern. Though it's been a long time since Taiwan's last case of domestic transmission, the race's organizers are not taking chances. The number of spectators has been capped at 500, and the funfair and food stalls that usually accompany the event are nowhere to be found. But most dragon boat races worldwide have been called off entirely this year. The rowers and their supporters in the stands know they're lucky just to be where they are, and they are refusing to let the event's more modest scale this year bring down their mood. John Van Trieste, RTI News. With COVID-19 under control in Taiwan, many Taiwanese people are ready for a nice long summer vacation. And with overseas destinations still off the table, they're flocking to Taiwan's outlying island chains. One of these island getaways, a former military garrison, may seem like an odd choice for a vacation spot at first. 
but it's precisely this military past that attracts so many visitors in the first place. The Kinmen Islands are Taiwan's first line of defense against communist Chinese invasion. Through the Cold War, they were closed to outsiders, and even today, they are garrisoned with troops. But they are far from the uninviting sort of place that this description may make them out to be. One of the islands in particular, Dadan Island, was long a military outpost, and it only opened to tourists a few years ago. These days, it's welcoming as many as 300 Taiwanese tourists a day to experience a part of their county's military heritage. Visitors experience everything that the soldiers who used to be stationed there did. This includes a tiring four- to five-hour hike up and downhill, the only way to get around the island. The hike is worth the effort as there are more than 10 tourist attractions to visit along the way. For lunch, travelers get the ready-to-eat curry meal packs once issued as rations. All you have to do is heat the packets up, rip them open, and pour over white rice for a hearty meal. The island is a stark, rugged place, but it has its own windswept kind of beauty that visitors can't get enough of. Shirley Lin, RTI News. Thanks for joining me for the news. I'm John Van Trieste. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.